you waiting for that big break in life? That email that will come, that will change everything, take you to the next level. Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 19 of Chagiga, and we learn that it's not good enough to wait for opportunity to knock. We need to create those opportunities in life. Welcome to the Transformative Daf, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. Shol Ben Kish was a hard-working, accomplished young man employed in the family business. Once, the donkeys of Shol's father, Kish, went astray, and Kish said to his son Shol, take along one of the servants and go out and look for the donkeys. They passed into the hill country of Ephraim and crossed the district of Shilisha, but they didn't find them. They passed through the district of Shalim, but they weren't there. They traversed the entire territory of Binyamin, and they still didn't find them. When they reached the district of Tzuf, Shol said to the servant who was with him, Let's turn back, or my father will stop worrying about the donkeys and begin to worry about us. The servant replied, There's a man of God in this town, and the man is highly esteemed. Everything that he says comes true. Let's go there. Perhaps he'll tell us about the errand for which we set out. But if we go, Shol said to his servant, What can we bring the man? For the food in our bags is all gone, and there's nothing that we can bring the man of God as a present. What have we got? The servant answered Shol, I happen to have a quarter shekel of silver. I can give that to the man of God. Shol said to his servant, A good idea, let's go. And they went to the town where the man of God lived. As they were entering the town, Shmuel came out toward them on his way up to the shrine. Now the day before Shol came, Hashem had revealed the following to the prophet Shmuel. At this time tomorrow I will send a man to you from the territory of Binyamin, and ye shall anoint him ruler of my people Israel. He will deliver my people from the hands of the Philistines, for I have taken note of my people, their outcry has come to me. As soon as Shmuel saw Shaul, Hashem declared to him, This is the man that I told you would govern my people. Shaul approached Shmuel inside the gate and said to him, Tell me please, where is the house of the seer? And Shmuel answered Shaul, I am the seer. Go up ahead of me to the shrine, for you will there eat with me today, and in the morning I will let you go after telling you whatever may be on your mind. Early the following day, Shmuel called to Shol on the roof. He said, Arise, and I will send you off. Shol arose, and the two of them, Shmuel, and he went outside. As they were walking toward the end of the town, Shmuel said to Shol, Tell the servant to walk ahead of us. And he walked ahead. But you stop here for a moment, I will make known to you the word of God. Shmuel took a flask of oil and poured some on Shol's head and kissed him, and said, Hashem herewith anoints you ruler over his people. Let's look at today's Gemara. The sages taught, one who washes his hands, if he intended to purify them, his hands are pure. If he did not intend to do so, his hands are impure. Similarly, in the case of one who immerses his hands, if he intended to purify them, his hands are pure. If he did not so intend, his hands are impure. But isn't it taught his hands are pure whether he did or did not intend? Rav Nachman said this is not a contradiction. There it refers to non-sacred food. Here it refers to ties for which intention to purify is required. And from where do you say that non-sacred food does not require intent? As we learned, if a wave containing 40 sa'ah of water became detached from the sea and fell upon a person or upon vessels, they are ritually pure. This mission teaches that a person is similar to vessels, just as vessels need no intent to be purified, so too the person did not require intent. And how do you know that he lacked intent? Perhaps we are dealing with a case of a person who is sitting and waiting for a wave that will detach. Let's analyze the Gemara. The Gemara here discusses a man who is impure, sitting beside the ocean. In order to purify himself, 
he would have to immerse either in a man-made mikvah or in a natural body of running water. Suddenly a massive wave rises up and crashes onto him. Is he now ritually pure? Well, it all depends. If he had the intention to wait for the wave, it's effective. If it just happened without his intent, it's ineffective. Picture the scene. This fellow is sitting on the beach waiting for God to send a wave to rain down upon him and purify him. He has all the right kavana. He is in position ready for the great purification that will come any second now. But honestly, what's he thinking? If he wants to be purified, all he needs to do is get up and walk ten steps down to the water, take a dip, and he'll be pure. But instead, he sits there waiting for a miracle. Many people live their lives waiting for that miraculous wave to come to purify and take them to the next level. Let me tell you about Yankel. Every day he eagerly runs to open the mail as soon as the postman has been by. He checks his email many, many times a day. He cherishes every new like on his social media accounts. His life may be pretty dull today, but he knows that very soon that huge, life-changing email is just about to appear. Every day is admittedly frustrating, but Yankel thinks about all the muzzledick people who achieved overnight success. With a little patience, very soon that will be him. He just knows it. Poor Yankel. He's waiting for a miracle from God to turn his life around. If he would only rise up from his stagnant position and take meaningful steps to make his life happen, he could achieve unbelievable things. But instead, he just sits on the proverbial beach, letting life pass him by, waiting for a miraculous wave that will change his life. What Yankel has failed to understand is the 10,000-hour or 10-year rule. According to business management research, talent plus preparation equals achievement. We all start out life with certain God-given talents, but natural ability alone is not a sufficient prerequisite for success. On average, highly successful achievers have dedicated 10,000 hours or 10 years to improving their skills. That's what makes them great. They're not waiting for the wave. When you see them so-called riding the wave, it's because they've jumped in feet first. We call this hishtadlus, the effort. The Almighty wants to shower his blessing upon you, but you need to make the effort. You need to demonstrate that you're ready for his blessing. Without appropriate preparation, it may be too much to handle. Imagine that one day Yankel received an email saying that he'd been chosen as the new Amazon CEO. He would be elated. But he would get there the first day with no knowledge of business practices, HR, internet marketing, and so on and so forth. Very quickly, everything would come crashing down around him. If he really wanted to be a CEO, he'd apply for a cubicle job and work his way up the company. Shaul wasn't picked off the street to be king of Israel. He was a hard-working young man, completely dedicated to his family and the business. He was willing to go the extra mile to make sure that he brought back his father's donkeys. He was concerned that maybe his father was worried about his extended absence. He couldn't show up to greet the prophet empty-handed. This was an individual who had already prepared himself for greatness. In life, you can't just sit back and wait for opportunity to knock. You need to create the opportunities. Hashem has unbelievable success ready for you to enjoy. But first, you need to take your divinely bestowed talents and hone them. He will then do the rest. May you jump in and ride the wave, wishing you a transformative day.
Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.